In this episode, once again, we speak to Mark Longworth and Gabrielle Amut. Mark is a heart-centered entrepreneur and MMA fighter. He has worked with professional athletes, Michelin star chefs, and nine-figure CEOs. In 2019, he left the food and beverage world to pursue his passion of coaching. And now he's helped over hundreds of his clients to have an impact on the world. And Gabriel is a highly accomplished life coach, entrepreneur, and a mother of three adult children. Together with her partner, Mark, she has co-founded Energetic Alignment Academy, a consultant and coaching business that helps individuals monetize their passion for helping others. And in today's episode, we're speaking to them to find out how you can start building your business by building yourself. Let's speak and find out. And if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link www.millionairefoundations.com and watch my free training. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have two amazing guests for you. One is Mark Longworth and the other amazing, beautiful lady is Gabriel Omet. Welcome, Mark. Welcome, Gabriel. Hi. Thanks for having us again. Thank, Thank you, I Appreciate you. Thank you both for coming. And we had such a fantastic conversation on Friday Feature. We had to have you both back. Gabriel and Mark, we've heard your intro. Everyone knows how amazing you are, but please, in your own words, tell us what we what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will take the honors. So Mark and I co-founded a company called Energetic Alignment Academy, and we help coaches and healers and really like those heart-centered entrepreneurs that want to make an impact in the world, we help them monetize their medicine. So we have a program called Monetize Your Medicine, and we really just like we like to talk about, and I think we might be talking about this today a little bit is we just, we build people that build businesses because we really believe that that business is never going to outgrow the person running it. I love that. Absolutely love that. So today's topic is start building your business and build yourself. And we were talking off camera about this. And I really do believe that you have to build yourself before you can build your business. So talk us through, um, either Gabriel or Mark, talk us through how does one start and what do you mean by build yourself? Let's let's define that concept first. What do you mean build yourself? So I think that when you jump into the entrepreneurial world, let's just be honest, you're jumping into a space that you're completely unaware of. Yeah. Right? There's so many things coming at you, you just don't know. And I think to be able to sustain a business, it takes consistency. And to have that consistency, you have to build yourself into the human being that can handle that. And that requires skills, traits, and beliefs to do that. And I have a saying, and, and G and I love to say this, is that you know when you go to the gym and you start out, the weights don't get any lighter two, three years later. They actually get heavier you know, and a lot heavier if you're really pushing yourself. You just become a stronger individual that can handle them. And when I think about a business... If I was to think about some of the people that are clients of ours just starting out, wishing they were where G and I were, I can tell you if you just started out, you would fold under the pressure because you haven't built yourself into the person that can handle that yet, right? So that's what we're talking about is really just building an individual that can handle all the knocks and bangs that come along with building a business and learning and the limiting beliefs and the fears. Wonderful. And so what would you say 
how does one begin to build themselves? You know, what 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 aspects of themselves should they work on and how should they work on that? I think that for me, it's an awareness issue. I think it's sitting down. Um, I really love the skills, traits, and beliefs, right? So I have to look at my business and I have to be aware of where I'm actually falling short. Like what skills do I need to learn? You know, what beliefs do I need to develop? And what traits are either holding me back or do I need to actually reinforce because they're pushing me forward? So I think about that and I think about these skills. I'm like, okay, do I need to learn how to do a funnel or do I just need to hire somebody to do that? Do I need to learn how to write copy or do I need to hire somebody to do that? Do I need like this trait of maybe being somebody who's like, everything has to be perfect. So I have to do it all. That's great in the beginning, but you'll never scale a business doing it all. So you have to learn to hand that off. So that trait has to disappear and be replaced with, with something else. And then of course, I think it all starts out with number one is the belief. Like if you don't believe in yourself, how can you possibly think anyone else is going to believe in you and how you're going to sell your business? You know, when we teach offers, one thing G and I always say is it's all about confidence. Like when you don't invest in yourself with, with, with our offer, I'm shocked. I'm like, I don't understand how you could not want to work with us. That's how much confidence we have in our offer. If you don't have that type of confidence in what you're selling, like you need to develop that type of belief. So those are the pieces I think that we need to develop and where we need to start. And it starts with awareness. Okay, so that's there's a couple of things coming out from here. One of the first things I think is is belief in what it is that you're in the business that you're building, and this could be offline, online, and so forth. And and I and when you were saying this, I was thinking about it. Yes, online it seems very obvious. Unless I believe in my offers, as we I think we were speaking off camera, and I was saying I I really do believe when it comes to money mindset, I'm the best. I really have that belief. I don't think I'm everyone's cup of tea because they're not everyone's in alignment with me. So because that's why we have different coaches. But when it comes to people who are in alignment with me, there's no one out there better than me. I believe that. But that kind of belief also needs to feed into my other businesses because I've got this, and I'm going into this new venture which is uh, in manufacturing. And that's where, you know, I think that I was, you know, I think the fear came in because I don't have that confidence in myself that I'm able to make, you know, am, am I good at manufacturing? Am I able to manage it in the best way possible? Am I able to manage the, the team in the best way possible that I know I can do in my other business, especially online, because I've been doing it for the last few years. That belief comes from actually doing the work and believing in that business. I think that's essential because I didn't. I don't think many people understand that they just want to, they want success, but they don't believe in their products or the services, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that what's really big and G talks about this a lot is there's a difference between the success for I've done this. I know what to do. I've done 30 workshops. I sold this product. I'm going to a field that I don't know. That's where actual self-confidence really comes in. And she talks about this all the time. And I love it because she says like true self-confidence is knowing that I can figure it out. We have a, an ongoing joke. We call it figure outable. Like everything's figure outable. Like it really is. And I think when you start to develop that deep confidence within yourself, you know, like it doesn't matter what you throw at me. I'm going to solve it. And another big thing that Gene and I have really stepped into into our power moving this business into seven eventually eight figures is, is we realize it's it's who, not how, right? So instead of trying to me trying to figure things out, we've learned to go in front. Who's going to solve this problem for me? You know, can you imagine being Elon Musk or Steve Jobs? They can't solve those problems. They're just great at finding the people who could. And I think that's a big part of that. Okay. I'm going to go ask you, Gabriel, you know, how do we develop this confidence? How do we work on ourselves in that regard? I think um, what Mark was talking about is that difference between confidence and self-confidence. And confidence comes from external validation. Like you've done it. You've been there. You, yeah. you have just confidence. You know how to drive a car. 
But when you haven't done it before, you have to develop the skill of having self-confidence, I feel like. And self-confidence does not require that you've ever done it before. It does not require any evidence that you can do it. All it requires is you to be willing to fail, willing to feel any feeling. That's a huge one. That is a really big one. Because if you think about it, all any of us are afraid of is feeling something. If I were to ask you, like, what is the worst thing? like the worst thing that could happen in your life. And of course, we don't even want to think about those things, right? But if you think about what it is, it's not the event itself, it's how you're going to feel. That is what we're afraid of. And that feeling holds so many of us back from taking action, from making more money, from doing all the things because we're afraid to fail, we're afraid to be laughed at, we're afraid to be judged. And so when you can be willing to feel any feeling, you can be self-confident. And so that means you're willing to fail. You'll just get back up. You will try it again. You have your own back. You know that you're going to suck before you ever get good. And it's all part of the journey. I think that's the difference between self-confidence and confidence. I love that. I don't think someone's ever explained it as well as you have just now, Gabriel, that there is a difference between confidence and self-confidence. And I think we sort of overlap the two and interchangeably use the two. But self-confidence, I agree with you, comes from the ability. You know what? I don't know um, anything about this particular business. I've never done this before, but I'll figure it out. I know I can do it. I, I, I really believe that I, you know, even if I fall a million times, I'll get up and I'll figure it out. And confidence is, well, the validation that, yeah, you've done it before, you can do it again. It's that that kind of thing. And I think this is I think this is where we lack because I think most of the time we misunderstand confidence then because we're, we're, we're running after the external validation, which is actually just confidence. And we mistake that for self-confidence. We think when we have the external validation, that, that will give me the self-confidence to carry on doing it further. But we're actually, you're, you're, you've given me two dis- different um, in distinctions between the two. Confidence will come when the external validation comes, but self-confidence comes irrespective of the external validation because that's what's going to get you to start in the first place. Unless you start, you'll never have the external validation. Therefore, you'll never have the confidence. That explains why so many people are frozen and where they are and unable to move forward because they they just circle the tail and you know stuck, get stuck in procrastination because they're waiting for to develop that self-confidence um, well, they're waiting for the confidence, mistaking it for self-confidence. I think that seems to be the, the problem with a lot of people with a lot of great ideas. There's a certain people with great ideas, but it's the execution of it, which lacks completely, right? Absolutely. You know, I was going to just add to that, if it's okay. And I was going to say like, this yeah. is why the internal work is so important. Yeah. Because if you can do that internal work and you can do what G just said, which is I can feel any feeling, bring it on. I can handle any sort of whatever, bring it on. When you've done that, it doesn't matter what the world throws at you because you've developed yourself into that person internally that can handle anything or you're wise enough to go, oh, I can't handle this. Let me bring in the people who can because yeah. they're going to be much better. And I just love that tie in there because it just goes back to building better people, but better people start from the inside out, not the other way around. I think there's a there's an old Jim Rowan quote that comes to mind that in order for you to build you know, whatever you want outside, you have to build yourself first. He always talks about work harder on yourself than you ever do on your business. And that's how you will actually succeed in your business. And I really do, I really do believe in that, that we we have to work on ourselves and on our, and, and also I think I'm gonna add something to it. I think we have to own our insecurities. We a lot of the times we lie to ourselves. We don't even want to admit to ourselves we have certain insecurities 
when we can own up to that, when we can, uh, you know, rise up to the challenge. I remember I'm dyslexic. I'm severely dyslexic, by the way. And I've had atrocious spelling. I still can't figure out between the left, difference between left and right. I still want to see this basic things people take for granted. I have no clue. And then, and at times, I remember I speak very fast and I'm trying not to at the moment. But the reason why I developed fast speaking was because when I was younger, my brain was always trying to, you know, run 100 miles per hour, trying to process everything so quickly because everyone does it in a certain way. And my mouth was always trying to catch up with the mind. So I remember trying to do that. And I was so insecure. And by the way, I'm a lawyer. So can you imagine the writing and everything else that I had to do? So the first year of my law degree, I completely bombed, right? And we worked out, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so very dyslexic at the end of the first year of law degree. And it made sense to me. And then from that point... I, it, it wasn't the fact that I, I found out I, there was something wrong with me. It's just something my brain functions differently. So I'm, I'm severely dyslexic. I owned it. So now, and when I make a mistake, I laugh about it. I'm like, expect mistakes. You know what? <laughs> I'm dyslexic. That's my thing. But it makes me super smart. You know, that's what I am. I am super smart because of it. And I jokingly, but I never say anything derogative about myself. I say jokingly. That made me super smart. The gift of dyslexia. I've always termed it in a very positive way. And... I owned it. It's my thing. I know I'm not going to be perfect at spellings. I know I'm not going to figure out left and right. Which way? Which way? You tell me, especially when I'm driving, going left, I'm going to go this way. Right? I figured out. Now I made a mistake, right? Anyway, but the point being, you need to, one, be aware of insecurities, two, own them, and then figure out a way to overcome them. And that's where you, it does come in. If you can't, if you, there's something that you cannot do. Like I cannot write copy that save my life. I can talk, but then I, that, that means I need to hire a copywriter, right? I don't need to dig myself in the grave trying to write good copy. I can just go out and hire a copywriter because I can do everything else or some of, some of the other things. This is a skill that is, is very difficult to do without a coach. Wouldn't you agree? So this is where you do need to have a coach who can say, you know, Mark, this is what you're good at. Or Gabriel, this is what you're good at. This is what you need support with. And someone who can, who can give you the mirror. What, what, you, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I just think you nailed it 100% because that's why Mark and I's partnership works so well together is because we have different strengths. We have mm. different weaknesses. So <clears throat> it's not like we're both coming to the table with the same exact skill set. And we both, we love, and we teach this too, to our clients is we want them in their zone of genius as much as possible. And when you're just starting out a business, like Mark said, sometimes you got to do all the things, but as soon as possible, start outsourcing the things that don't bring you joy so that you can focus on where you're really good at. And so for us, like I'm a generator in human design. And so I'm a doer. I love, like Mark said, I learned all this technical stuff. He hates that stuff. He's really good at connecting. He is so good at finding people to bring into our team that are totally bought in, that bring so much value. They're proactive thinkers. They're totally on board. They're they're like family, right? And so he's really good at that and like seeing the bigger, grander picture because he's grandiose. So he's much big, better at that. But I love that. It's so true. And I never really, Mark really did open my eyes to that because I, when I first started this, I just thought we had to be everything in the business. And so it was really kind of hard. So if there's anybody out there that struggles with giving little pieces of their, you know, business to somebody else, it's something you have to do, you're never going to scale. And that way it's so now I really just mostly, and we're still growing. So I'd like to outsource a few more things, but mostly we get to do what we want in the business, which is really nice. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies 
and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. We love that part. And I want to add to that, G2, is that, you know, just go ahead and ask, like, how do we develop that? Is it a coach? Is it? And I would say for me, stop being sensitive and start seeking out criticism. Like literally a coach is literally there to break you down and point out all of your holes that you can't see. And I can tell you this right now, I can coach the hell out of somebody. I can't do it for myself. It's so hard. Yep. Right. And when G can pick me apart or you can pick me apart or somebody, can, I'm inviting that because I mean, let's be honest, most people that we allow into our lives, we're not letting people in our lives that are hurting us or these people are really actually trying to help. So now I'm continuously seeking out when I first decided to be a coach, I asked 50 people, tell me what I'm great at and tell me what I'm terrible at. Like, I want to know, because if you don't seek out that wisdom, because that's what it is. And you have to get, you said it yourself. You have to really be open to the criticism and open to allowing people to, to help you grow. So that's a big step for me. Yeah. I mean, I remember a lot of my times, you know, when you are so, and this, I think works for both of you as well. When you and your life have been so independent and everything in your life has been on your own shoulders, you have to make a way either through it, above it, or behind it, or whatever it is, but you figure out a way and not being dependent on anyone at all. I think it's very difficult to ask for help. And that's another skill that we have to acquire. I, I surely I still struggle with that. I have to remind myself you can ask for help, whether it's from coaching or a mentor or help from something else. It's it's a it's a that's what I do struggle with because I am so independent. But if you if you take that with you in your business, that would work to your disadvantage. You have to ask for help. You have to figure out what you need help with at times because sometimes you don't even know what you need help with until you speak to a mentor, a coach, or a friend, or someone who can give you feedback. How do we, I mean, being being independent is not, it's not a bad thing. I'm going to put that out there. It's because, the reason why entrepreneurs are do so well is because they are independent thinkers and they, they can take the, the world's shoulders, you know, the world's weight on their shoulders and just fly with it. But at times it can hold them back and really, you know, you know, uh, put uh, ankles, uh, shackles on their, on their, on their, um, on their ability to fly. How would you uh, advise someone, because both of you have been in a situation as well, being a mother at 18 and you, you know, going through your various, um, you know, areas of your life. How would you advise the younger version of yourself and say, okay, seek advice. It's okay to be, it's okay to not be so independent. It's okay to feel vulnerable. It's okay to fail. It's okay to ask for help. That's the word about the asking for help part. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, I really like this one. And I think the answer to that is simply, I look at somebody when they talk to me and I said, how's that working out for you? And I think I really love the answers because they're like, uh, and even I've asked, gee, how's that working out for you, G? And the thing about it is, is that when I, if I was to, to guide my younger self, is I would say, are you where you want to be? Mm-hmm. Because I think Marshall Goldsmith wrote a book, what got you here won't get you there. Or at least that was the premise of it. And you start to realize as an entrepreneur is your ability to seek out help and, and and shift quickly is what makes super success, right? Your ability to bounce back and say, I'm going to shift now. I'm not going to wait a year. I'm going to see the shift. Somebody that might see the shift in three minutes, some other person might take three years. So for me, I just look at it as, am I where I want to be? No. What's standing in the way? Probably me. 
So who do I need to hire or how do I need to get help? And it always comes down to a who, not a how, because I realize it's not me. Like I'm either going to find a who that's going to teach me what I need to learn, or I'm going to find a who that's going to do what I need them to do to get to where I want to go. So that's really the the premise of it for me is just looking and going, am I where I want to be? No. How's that working out for me? Oh, maybe I need help. That's when I kind of made the switch. I do love that. I think that that kind of self-reflection and introspection is it's something that's required. I think we need to build in that into our businesses and as well as private lives. I think most people do that quite intuitively at the end of the year anyway. So, so how's the year been? And what, what am I planning for next year on so-called, you know, the, the new year resolutions, which don't really work and I don't believe in them. But I do believe in uh, in setting goals for the year. I think that's that's probably the only time that most people do do that kind of introspection. You know, have I done what I need to do this year? No. Okay, what can I do to change and how can I change it for next year? But how can we build that into our business? I want to ask this both to Gabriel and yourself. How can we build this introspection into our business to figure out, okay, Okay, we I haven't met the KPIs for this for this quarter. How do I, you know, make sure that we hit the KPIs for next quarter and we're able to um, are, are be on target for you know our mission for this year or, or next year or the next five year plan? Like I have a five year plan at the moment, uh, going into ten years, and that five year plan is so solid and it's full on. Um, but it's 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 my idea of okay, I need to go to here here. It's me like running a race and not looking elsewhere. But I know there's somewhere in that plan I need to fit in this introspection to, you know, if I'm too busy running on the on the on the hamster wheel, I'm not gonna realize I'm actually running on the hamster wheel. So how do I build that into my plan? That's a question to both of you. I can take it if you want to. Go for it. I might add to it. Okay. I was gonna say this is really about being vulnerable. Um, something that G and I we have each other, right? So we're a little bit different, but it's that vulnerable communication that's that constant assessment. Because what you think, your five-year plan, I can tell you it's not going to go exactly how you have it planned. Oh, honey, I know. I know. It's going to be be a zigzag all over the place. So I think there's a couple of ways. If you want to actually build it in, I think a coach is a great way to do that, right? Because we have those like quarterly assessments and they look at the things. Or I just think building into your business plan, like G and I are constantly assessing. So if I had to help somebody and I was coaching them, I'd be okay, you need a monthly assessment to look at where this is going. How does it look? I think if we, it's simply about being vulnerable and assessing and building that vulnerable assessment into your year. And I don't care if it's once a year, every six months, quarterly, I think for something that's as dynamic as all three of us are doing, you know, we are all high level entrepreneurs that are really in startup phases and pushing through and doing crazy things. It needs to be often. Like you need to at least look at everything once a month because so much can change. So much can change for G and I. Like I can't even tell you what the first quarter of this year was like. It was insanely crazy and we had to adjust several times. So you really need to build that time in there to reflect, be vulnerable and adjust. I would say at least monthly in the beginning. Gabriel, yeah. And I think like finding the people that you want consulting you can yeah. be <clears throat> a bit of a challenge, much easier in the beginning. Much easier so because hard. there's a lot of people that have made it, you know, to their first six figures or whatever your goal is if you're just starting out in business. But as you become more successful in business, finding the right people to come in and consult. I mean, I can tell you, we have a hard time finding that. Like we've we've hired a few people and it's just not not what we thought it was, didn't work out, not what we needed, not blaming the people. It's just, you know, we thought we needed this. No, turns out we don't need it. But it is so important to find like somebody that can come in and take a look 
at your business and from a higher perspective and not from being in it. That's why coaching or consulting is so great because they're neutral. They don't have any stake in the game. They can come in and kind of see those little blind spots that maybe you're not seeing, maybe break some limiting belief patterns that you've been keeping going on in your business that are keeping you at the stagnant spot so that you can get to that next level. Yeah. Um, And as I was listening to both of you, I'm thinking, I was thinking the same thing that it was easier to find mentors when I was growing, when I was starting off. Um, up till I think up till multiple six, it was fine. If that's once you, once you get beyond it, it's so rare to find a good mentor who's able to be in alignment with you, who can teach you in the way that you need to be taught. And a lot of the times, when it comes to, like I said, with the money comes to money mindset, I, I've got it nailed. I've got I've got it better than the mentors. I don't need them to teach me money mindset. I need them to teach me a strategy, a way to get out from here or get from my current funk or the KPIs and so forth. And so that's I, that's a real struggle. Finding the right mentors at, at, after a certain level is the struggle. And when you have mentors, but then they're no longer working with you. They're no longer working on that that intimate level or, or in the way that you need to. They may have a program which is not suitable to you. And so I think that's also come, come to my attention that you know, there are a couple of people that I was working with who I'd love to carry on working with. Um, I mean, one of my mentors has been Alex Becker. Absolutely loved that man. Absolutely amazing individual. And most of my, my marketing I've learned from him, but he doesn't do mentoring to the kind of level that I would need. He would, he just, you know, he's, he's now gone into crypto and other things and he's, he's, he's got group coaching, but that's it. It's not the kind of, the kind of you know the you know, look at my numbers and see what I can do because he's a nine coin to ten figure owner anyway. He's no need for 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 my coaching, and that's I think that's where you struggle because people then when you hit the multiple seven, then you need people who are doing eight and nines. But people who are doing eight and nines are no longer coaching. They're no longer mentoring. This yeah. has been a real struggle for me too, and this is where you need to figure out somebody who if you can't get the right mentor or at least partnership with. You're blessed. Okay, so on that note, we're going to wrap everything up. Do you have any parting comments? Um, I'll go to Gabriel first. Would you have any parting comments today? Sure. I want to just say um, there's two things. Since this is money talkies, I want to just bring us back to that really quick and just say there are two things that are the most expensive things that cost us all the most money. And the first one is the IRS. That's your silent partner. But the second one is in action. And I think just want to tie that back to the self-confidence piece, like just take action. That five-year plan, you got to have that. You have to have that. So you kind of know the direction you're heading, but it's going to evolve and it's going to change. And we can't cerebrally figure this all out ahead of time. But what helps us figure it out organically is like taking that action. And I found that even in our own business, like we'll, we'll have a plan and then we start doing something and it just organically unfolds completely different than we thought. And that's a beautiful thing because that's how it was supposed to happen, but take action. Wonderful. And you Gabriel, uh, (laughs) and you Mark, sorry. No, no worries. Um, it's funny. I really actually would give some different type of advice or wisdom, but like listening to what you said really struck me because one, I just want to say, I love how driven and confident you are because it reminds me of myself and I rarely see it. So it's nice to connect. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Um, it, but I just want to say that what you're talking about is a big hole that's in our industry and it's missing. So for those of 100%. you that are listening, you're listening right now. There's a small niche of your listeners that are at that seven, eight figure mark and they're looking. And I want to share with you that what I think G and I have, have resolved is that it's probably going to be difficult to find. And some of you may be lucky to find that mentor. But I think now it really comes down to us becoming the type of leaders 
right? So maybe you need some leadership coaching, but to hire the right people and get the right consultants. Like we brought in an Accenture consultant in who had built businesses up to 3 billion. Like this is people that can see ahead of what you are expecting and they know what's coming. So I think it goes, it moves from this like mentorship role to becoming more of like consultants and hiring the right employees. I just want to share that because I think that might help some people because that's where G and I are now. Like we're done like spending 25, she must have spent a hundred grand this year on mentorship and things like that. And I think she's also realized like, oh, this is about the employees we hire and the consultants we bring in to help us see the future. So that really helped us shift as well. I love that. I think I think you're you that's absolutely right. You're no longer looking for coach or mentor now. I think at a certain level you are looking for consultants who can help to build that vision of yours. And especially if you go and diversify and go into multiple areas. And when I look upon myself, I I, I mean I was thinking of I still am looking for a, a business coach who can help me with my brick and mortar business, which is now going to go, which is um, is, is eventually going to be a nine then and then ten ten figure exit strategy on that. But to build the culture, because we've just started out on that, we do need to have a business coach. But then that's easy to find because it's 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 relatively easy. So it's it's, it's with the seven figure mark. It's when you get to the eight and nine figures when you when you struggle with it. But then then at that point you probably need a consultant, not uh, necessarily a, a business coach. Because I think by then you you know how to run the business. It's just about consulting and how to figuring out and get how to expand and scale up in the most efficient way possible and keeping in line with all the KPIs that you have, <laughs> especially me and you who have really ambitious KPIs. So there we are. <laughs> anyway, on that note, it's been a pleasure talking to both of you, Gabriel and Mark. Uh, please tell us how can we connect with you? Where can you find you on the internet? You can find us. Um, our website is energeticalignmentacademy.com or find us on Instagram at Energetic Alignment Academy. Instagram is probably the best place. Um, that's where we hang out for the most part. But we do a free three-day workshop, usually once a month. It's called uh, the three-day client attraction workshop. So we really work on how to attract clients energetically but also by making sure that you're very clear in your messaging, that you have an irresistible offer. We talk about money mindset and solely free. So the link to sign up for that is always on our Instagram or our website. And so if you are listening to us on the podcast, all the links that Gabriel has just mentioned would be in the show notes. Or if you're watching on YouTube, then down below in the description section, once again, we'll have all the links. Go check them out and see how they can help you to build a better business. On that note, thank you so much, uh, Mark. Thank you so much, Gabriel. It's been an absolute pleasure having you both. You've been wonderful and I've really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. This was awesome. We we appreciate it. This was amazing. And thank you for everyone for listening to me and Gabriel and Mark today. It's been a fantastic conversation. I will be back with another amazing guest on Money Talkies, finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.